Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The leaders in NRL Supercoach are incoming. Bringing you the ultimate insight to help you win your leagues and climb up the rankings. You're now listening to the Insight NRL Show with your hosts, Brain, Matrix, and Whisperer. Yes, welcome back. It is the Inside NRL Show, and it is January. I feel much better talking about NRL in January now. It's not it's not pre-Christmas time, so we're allowed to talk about it now. I'm the Supercoach Brain. I'm joined by my co-host, the Supercoach Matrix, and, of course, the Supercoach Whisperer. Matty, you first, mate. How are you going? I, I noticed that you're wearing a, a very specific uh, outfit there. Yeah, look, I'm just really excited to talk about the uh, Bulldogs today. Um, I think there's <laughs> been some really good additions. I love what they've done in the front row. Um yeah, and I think they've got some really good utilities. So, um, yeah, just excited to get in and talk about my boys. Cool. <laughs> Love it. And, <laughs> and Josh, we, we can't talk about the uh, the Tigers today, unfortunately, but we can talk about some better teams. So uh, uh, looking forward to doing we that. Also, we can also talk about some worse teams uh, in um, in who Maddie ever mentioned as well. So <laughs> that's very that's, that's But no, as you said, January, January, it makes you feel a little bit better about talking about Supercoach. I know that... Um, you boys obviously have a lot on your plates with the fantasy world and uh, our group chat was very one-sided uh, before Christmas. So it's, uh, it's good that it's now flowing three ways. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Matt, just, and and what speaking you, of... What do you think Matty, about your... Gary Clark? Whisper, I just want to know what you think about Gary, Gary oh, Clark punching Aaron Baines the other day. Great, great. It's great for great for content. Um Similar to, similar to Jar Morant, you know, giving up the, the gun signs or one game back into his uh, 25 game suspension. So it's uh, it's great content. I found a way to spin that into a different story as well, which is outstanding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Josh just mentioned that, you know, we've been busy doing other stuff. Matty, you, you're doing NBL Supercoach at the moment. You're running the Insight NBL show. How's that all going? 
yeah, look, yeah, we've been doing really well. Our community team, which everyone votes for on our Discord every week, is about 115th. Um, I was top 12 in uh, Supercoach last week. Pretty excited, um, despite Josh, Josh's pot shots that NBL Supercoach isn't a Supercoach sport. Um, <laughs> look, everybody's been getting around NBL in its first year, and I've also been doing the NBA Fantasy uh, content. We do a weekly uh, plug on Sundays. Um, I can. I nearly said over here in Australia. Uh, everybody's Australian listening to the rugby league one. Um, but on Sundays, and then we've been doing a weekly one with Herbie on Wednesdays. Um, how's your BBL content been going? Yeah, it's it's good. We're right in the thick of the season at the moment, BBL, and it just doesn't stop. Like you get your Christmas holidays and stuff, and then you've got cricket on every night, which is great. But then you realise two days later there's a new round coming up for Supercoach and you've got to look forward to trades and all that kind of stuff so we're uh, a bit like you you mentioned the Discord the community team that you guys vote on Uh, the BBL community team is 185th at the moment uh, out of 50,000 teams so it it must be something to do with the community maybe they need to run the podcast and not us they're doing pretty well yeah like it's probably not taking any risks because everybody votes and it just goes to show if you can play it safe sometimes you can like well not making or breaking any massive ground we're just going with the planning ahead and getting the most popular players and looking at the matchups and everybody's having a discussion every week and um yeah performing really well so and i I was going to ask josh very quickly about majeed but i'm not sure i want to open that door no it uh we'll uh we'll be here for three hours no um maybe it was great i mean all jokes aside i think good content creation for new sports like bbl uh, sorry, NBL is obviously great for the game. Um, play pool will increase. Don't expect tremendous turnouts in year one, but you know, as exposure to the sport happens, it gets better and better. We saw that with BBL. Like I didn't expect BBL to really take off in terms of a cricket fantasy aspect in round in year one, and now we have you know multiple uh, content creators out there. So it's definitely um, you know, beneficial, despite how poor my side is going. Um, it's always fun to have that continual action as well. But our bread and butter is obviously NRL. That's why and, we, uh, we have a couple of, couple of teams to talk about. We have the Broncos, we have the Bulldogs, we have Manly and the Dolphins. Now, we're going to split these up over the next couple of weeks, and then we'll get into positions, because positions we will go a little bit deeper, a little bit longer, um, just because we'll have more info. But today on the run sheet, we're going to be going over, basically, boys, who we think's value, who we think doesn't have value who is in, who is out, what do the buy structures look like? Uh, A lot of surface level stuff that we can use for our planning because obviously for us, we're pretty lucky having access to Supercoach Gold. Our team pick is open. But Australia Day is coming up and that's generally the the, deadline for non-gold members to have it. So I think this is going to be really good content to go back and listen to as well. So if people are listening to this in early Feb, I think the the, stuff will be very relevant. Yep, absolutely. I'm looking forward to ripping in, so we may as well. Um, you know, you've already covered what's going to be on the show. Just remember, guys, to like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes coming up. These ones are going to, like Josh said, be good to refer back to in Feb. And obviously, keep in mind, like, things do change between now and then, but we'll be updating, obviously, all of our information when we get closer to the season and when we find out more stuff too. So stick with us there. But, um, Josh, we can just sit back and Matty can talk through the Broncos because, you know, he, he's clearly here to talk about the Broncos. So let's let him run with it. Mate, I reckon I reckon I've been about a twelve uh, twelve year um, season ticket holder. Um, I don't miss too many, um, but yeah, look, I'm really excited. Uh, disappointing with how the season ended last year. Um, there's been a lot of ins and outs uh, for my Broncos team. 
Um, got my Kevy Walters attire on for the Kevolution here. Um, <laughs> look, they've got a really good buy schedule. The NRL's looking after us there. Yes. Yeah, so- uh, 13, 13, 13, 16, 24 for the buys, but the crucial thing for like Payne Haas and like Pat Carrigan is 13 and 16 are both covered by Origin, so they were missing them anyway. So the Broncos have like a really good gun schedule when it when it comes to buys and like Origin guys as well. I guess the question just becomes like, do they do they back up? You know, you you got obviously Payne Haas and a few other options there that are going to be pretty popular. Are we going to see these Origin guys backing up? Um, they've, they've got the buy anyway, so they would have missed it. Payne Haas, more likely to back up than not back up, you'd think? Yeah, they all backed up probably more likely. I think he could Mm. get a rest, though. Um, He was a bit banged up, though, last year at the start of the season. And, yeah, I do wonder whether he's probably the one that I expect to rest more than anyone else. Yeah, fair enough. Um, There's there's obviously a fair few ins and outs here. Josh, do you want to take us through the the new arrivals for the Broncos and, and who's leaving? Absolutely. Well, we've already discussed him at length in our team preview podcast, but Fletcher Baker does arrive from the Roosters, expected to uh, potentially get some minutes in the middle with, obviously, um, Flegler moving on. But they also pick up Jaden Hunt from the Dragons as well. Uh, so nothing, you know, huge on the on the ins. They've spent a lot of money in reciting players. So therefore, we've got to you know, call some players. And we have seen Kurt Catewell off to the Waz, Hubby Farnworth off to the Dolphins with Tom Flegler as well. Keenan Palacia off to the Titans. I think that's a really good pickup from the Titans just quietly. Uh, and Ethan Quay Ward has been released uh, with no contracts. Um, on the injury front, boys, you know, they're, they're pretty good at the moment. Uh, touch wood that uh, nothing in the preseason happens too bad. And suspensions at the moment. So you expect, uh, with all things running smoothly, they name their best 17 in round one. Yeah. I think, yeah. for me, when you see a team that has no injuries and no suspensions... I kind of look at them and go, well, obviously they just don't they don't work hard enough and they're quite boring. So um, I don't know. What do you think, Matty? Well, in the preseason, there hasn't been too much opportunity for injuries. We did start our preseason a bit later than everyone, um, going as deep as we did. Um, but, yeah, the first games being in Vegas, um, we'll be wanting to win those ones. Like, I'm, I'm excited about the ins from a cheapy standpoint. I really... I really like it. Like the guys that have left, like if a uh, probably mid-range guys too, um, but we've seen Piakura play really well. Can he fill in that Kurt Capel spot? For 400K, I'm willing to take a punt on it. Fletcher Baker, 300K, going to be playing the Tom Flegler role. Do I think that he's as good as Tom Flegler? No. But for 300K, that's, a, that's somebody I'm willing to go. I generally, as a rule, don't go too many of my own team um, so that they can so that they can only let me down once. Um, but yeah, look, this is this is a year. Like, look, the, the Broncos are all invited to my final uh, my final getaway at my funeral, um, so that they can let me down one more time. So, uh, but I really think that they can um, they can have a good run at it again this year. Thoughts on the cheap options, Josh? Yeah, I think we touched on um, them enough. I think Tom Flegler is a guy who falls under the bracket of really good footy player, kind of mid-supercoach option, um, just because the minutes were never there for him. I, I do want to see how he goes at the, at the Dolphins, and we'll touch on him later. Um, but obviously, yeah, Fletcher Baker's hyped up for a reason. If he does get that Flegler role, even if it's you know 40 minutes at a, you know 1.1 PPM, that's still um, a lot of value. 
So yeah, I guess with the with the Broncos with their options under three hundred and fifty k, which is I guess what we're going to call cheapies this year because the inflation has gone up. Um, you've obviously got you know Fletcher Baker at three hundred eleven k. We've already touched on him at length. Uh, you've also got Blake Moser, who you know I, I hate these kind of terms, but people are calling him the next Cam Smith. You know, it's so much pressure to put on a kid, but you know Billy Walters doesn't set the world on fire. He's very serviceable, but he's no you know lime wire. Um, and people are looking at Moser as that at. At 238k, uh, obviously not going to be around one option even off the bench. I wouldn't imagine you know we're getting a 40-40 split out of him and Walters, but definitely one to monitor. Uh, and Kobe Hetherington um, uh, today on Twitter, Matrix, you uh, you mentioned that he could be a bit of an Adam Elliott vibes from 2021. Um, he's priced at 298k. Obviously, the the hype of the preseason is around Pat Carrigan and his potential shift in the, into the front row. So, you know, if that happens and we don't get Baker, but we get Kobe, so it's sort of a win-win for super coaches. We will get one of them um, unless it, you know, someone else, you know, you know, emerges and takes those minutes. But, um, yeah, in terms of the cheapy prospects, can, in terms of those, like, Can I just say something it, about Blake Moser? I watched a few oh. games of him playing Reggie's last year and didn't really impress me. Wasn't really setting the world on fire. Like, I expected to watch it. And, again, yeah, hearing that sort of news of – Again, I don't like it either, putting pressure on a kid like, you know, the next Cam Smith or whatever. But I expect him to be a lot better with the reviews that I've heard about him and probably didn't have the best reserve grade year last year or, or um, yeah, junior's year last year. I just, I think that it could be a two or three years away yet. Yeah, I, I think with hookers, it's hard. Like Harry Grant like broke the mold when he went to the Tigers because he was just like so young and so good um, that it's put a lot of expectations. Because you've got to remember, these guys are in the thick of it. And they're, they're, you know, if they're playing 80 minutes, they're making 40 tackles a game. And for a kid of Moses' age, it's a very, very, you know, hard thing to, to you know, be in that front line for as long as it is. But um, yeah, I think he's definitely one to monitor. He gives me, um, you know, big Greg Marju vibes, how Marju was like there or thereabouts for Supercoach for so long. It was like that one year where he actually exploded. So um, definitely one to monitor. Um, Braino, we've got a couple of other categories. Now, it was hard to, you know, a lot of these podcasts people do are like, oh, who's the biggest traps? I'd much rather just look at who is going to have more regression because there will be guns that have regression and it feels slack to call them traps. Um and I feel two of these guys to call them traps in this list are going to be stiff. Um, and one of them may be controversial, but I'd much rather go with the term regression. And we're going to cap that at say, what, five points you reckon? Yeah. What five points. Uh, what are we looking at this year? It's like, uh, is it 10 to $12,000 per point or something like that at their price yeah, on at the moment? 10,200 10, a point. Uh, and that's, you know, yeah. to start with, with the magic number. So, you know, that's 50,000, you know, overpriced. Yeah. I think that's a, a good turn to look at. So who are some guys from the Broncos that potentially be, I wouldn't say not not start with, but don't expect to see you know a healthy profit from them. Yeah, look, I, I think you make a pretty good point, and we've talked a lot about Dean Mariner um, initially. Like uh, everyone was talking about him when he first came into the team last year, thinking, "Fuck, this guy's going to be the greatest option next year because he's only going to play a few games and he's going to be priced really nicely, you know, sub three fifty k, and we can all ch- pick him up, and he's going to be the cheaper of the year." And we've then uh, opened up the app, and he's five hundred and sixty nine k, priced at a fifty, nearly a fifty six. Um, I, I don't know whether I love that. I, I think there's definitely, like we talked about in the team picker, there's going to be so many nice options, I think, that are going to start to rear their heads when we get closer to the season in the center wing. You've obviously talked about Kaylero a lot. We'll talk about him and the Sharks. Um, we will the Sharks pod, talk about but, him. 
for the next seven yeah, days. Maybe we'll just throw him in today. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think I think he's probably priced himself out of the market initially for starters anyway. And look, let's just say he regresses a little bit like you, you we predict and he comes back down into that maybe sub 500, sub 400 mark. He could be someone to look at because we know that his, his position in the side is pretty solidified for the Broncos now, isn't it? Yeah, I look, and and he is good. Is he better than Selwyn Cobo? Good, probably not. Is he better than Tony Staggs? Good, probably not. In terms of a super coach uh, aspect, when they're on the right, and that's the attacking side. I mean, Staggs averaged what fifty two last year. So to say that you know Mariner's going to match and even better that, I think is not a good, not 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 a good take. Uh, and then for him to like match Cobo, who averaged 50, 59, to present even four points of value. I yeah, I worry that people are going to be so caught up in like the last season being like, oh, he was so good and he should have been a super coach option, but like, let's just pick him anyway, and that's not going to yeah. yeah get you there too much. Um, yeah, there's no value for money there, is there? Nah, Matrix, obviously, uh, South Sydney shouldn't have let him go. He's been a great acquisition for you guys, but from a super coach aspect, um, last year Adam Reynolds priced at a 65, which uh, coincided with the Broncos having a great year, coming in at 665k this year. I obviously, you know, father time's undefeated, blah, blah, blah. I just think he probably regresses back to under 60. I think that he probably does. And I'm maybe hoping for it. He's never been the best super coach player. Doesn't have the most super coach friendly game, but I'm hoping he does sort of go into those sort of five hundreds. And then around that origin period, I don't expect him to miss a lot of time. Maybe some, you know, He's somebody to carry. I don't expect him to play Origin. Um, you know, I know that there was talk of it last year, and he was serviceable. Um, is a goal kicker. I expect Broncos to be scoring lots of points, so he's going to get a bump, and he's always going to have that safety net there. But I also like to, when I look at Adam Reynolds, think, hey, he is a bit older. They're going to be cautious with him earlier on in the season. If he does get niggles, he does get injured quite often. Um, look to where maybe the goal kicking is going to be going. Um, if Renault's down for a couple games. But also also don't look at, at it being like, well, Adam Reynolds is getting worse. I'd more look at it as Reese Walsh and Ezra Mann are getting better and getting more involved. So there's only so many touches of the footy that can go around until, you know, those points do diminish. Um, in saying that, though, Reese Walsh, obviously exceptional last year, um, was great at the Warriors, was very, very up and down for the Warriors, but like exceptional last year. Um, I would have owned him, but it was that 10 minute period. It was that 70 minute period of like game two when he had like 10 points. I was like, ah, nah, I can't trust this. But it just kept coming and coming. He's so quick. He's so electric. Um, speed on speed on on a, on a on a, um, a block play is just so uh, uncomfortable for centers to defend, and like they're just backpedaling, and he's just so rapid. Um, in saying that, priced at 79.6, which is 813k, which is a very very hefty hefty chunk of change. Are we worried on a you know second season syndrome? Not being his second season, but like carrying on from an, a truly elite season. I I might jump in and say I don't. I'm not quite a hundred percent with you on this. I I know that he's. I think that 800k is probably what you're going to get in value more often than not from Reese Walsh. I think, and I said this a fair bit on the podcast last year. Reese Walsh is maybe one of five players that I'm genuinely scared not to own. And you just mentioned then he scores his points in clumps. 
He goes and does nothing for 50 minutes, and then he'll go a 15-minute period where he'll score two tries, three line breaks, two try assists, and he'll be on 110. And you just go, where does that come from? It's the highs and lows, isn't it? Like if you open your app yeah. and you see Payne Haas on a 70 and you don't own him, you're like, okay, cool. Like, I can live with that. But if you open your app at the 65-minute mark and you see Reese Walsh on eight points and you're sitting there going, how good is this? Like we faded him and then, you know, you go eat whatever. You come back and he's on 112. You're like, what happened? Like, like what did I miss? Like it's the highs and lows and that's Walsh is that. Um, also, yes, all these projections and under and overs direct your criticism at me because I was the one that did them. So the boys may push back and that's fine. Um, I just worry that 80, 80 is just a lot of points and teams now have a full season of film to, to watch on Walsh. Um, and and to add to season. that, we're also talking about Ryan Pappenhausen at 650K in comparison. Hopefully a fit Pappy, you know, that's your decision. A lot of people are looking at Ponga because he was outstanding last year. He's 892K, I think he is. And people are more than happy to pay up 892K for Ponga, who is a very similar player to Reese Walsh. So again, you know, you've kind of, you can't have both. So for me, I'm, I'm right. I'd rather pick Ponga every day of the week and then go and have a look at Pappenhausen. It's a case of, of, uh, you may get 300 points out of the two of them, or you may get uh, 35. (laughs) It's like, do you want to play that game where it's just like, it's a little bit up and down. So, um, yeah, probably Reynolds, Marin, and Walsh are the guys that I'm not keen on just because I I think personally they may be slightly overpriced. Uh, I think we can all agree that, you know, Walsh, yeah, you can take on this. The other two guys, we're pretty happy to let go through to the keeper. But Supercoach early on, all about making your money, um, boosting that team value because you can trade out your mid ranges to your guns. And the Broncos have a couple. Obviously, you know, Matrix, you spoke about him earlier. Brennan P. Cora will fill in that left edge we would expect. Now, price at a 41.9, which is, you know, only 430K. Uh, I think there were some stats going around that he averaged 62 when playing more than 60 minutes last year, which is like, you know, 20 points of value, which is like obscene. Must have. Oh, yours, like, mate. must own. Must own, honestly. Um, his PPM score. We've gone early on the must have <laughs> tags. We're only on yeah, the 2nd well, of, of January. We've already pulled it out. Must own. Honestly, they signed him, and Kurt Capel got so scared that he went to another country. That's how good he is. <laughs> Heard it all now. That's outstanding. I'm gonna. So this is the first clip of the uh, of the season as well. This is gonna turn. This is absolutely turning into a social media video. Uh, very good. Very good. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's a must have because I don't think any mid range two RF is a must have at 400k. Only only but, only reserved for Kyle Hero. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, but he's he's too cheap not to have, is he? Um, but I think also when you're talking must have in the two RF at 400k, how many options do we have? Seven or eight good ones. Yeah. So thousand. Yeah, just flip a just flip a coin and and pick a few of those guys, and you're probably going to get it right more than you'll get it wrong. I think. But Piakura definitely the role is there for him. If it yeah, wasn't, you're going to get it right if you pick Piakura. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for probably the greatest 20 minutes of football we've ever seen by one particular player, Ezra Mann would have had a Clive Churchill, um, which would have been the second Clive Churchill by Broncos. I, I still think Anthony Milford would have won Clive Churchill in 2015 if it wasn't for uh, uh, the Cowboys. Um, but Mann would have had a Clive Churchill, and he's priced at 52.1 this year. I'm seeing a little bit of value in that, just quietly. I reckon that's unders. I agree with you. What do you think, Matty? Yeah, I well, like firstly, it. I've currently got. Firstly, firstly, what do you think of the Anthony Milford uh, Clive Churchill shout? And and secondly, what do you think of Ezra Mim? I agree yeah, on both. Man, I, I like Milford. Clive should, Churchill for Milford's role. Should be get Milford in. Should. Yeah, get Milford in. <laughs> every I reckon year, I, I every year has to. 
I just see a pathway. Um, Isaiah Katoa not quite ready for the uh, for the NRL. Let's just um, yeah, let's. Just... <laughs> Cody Nicarima, a season season number fourteen. Like you know, Milf is there, thereabouts. Um, but no, like what do you think of man? Like obviously he's so young, but so promising, and we saw how good he was in the grand final for you know all of sixty minutes, and he was the best on ground. And I yeah, I think fifty two is is slightly unders. I think there was a really good shout when you said about Renault handing off a little bit more of the duties to Mam. Um, he's put his hand up on the biggest stage and said, "Hey, I can handle this." Um, yeah, look, every week he's going to get more more involved. Now um, had a fantastic year last year. Um, not kicking and Renault um, creating a lot last year. Probably four man Mam probably cost him a little bit, but. I I think that he'll step it up this year again. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. And, uh, you know, to to go in the same kind of – we're looking at, obviously, players that are going to get 10 points or more in improvement. And I think maybe this this next guy, Jesse Arthurs, probably has the, the left wing spot, depending on, obviously, how Corey Oates is going. Um, Matty, you, you said in the team picker you weren't confident that uh, they weren't going to run with Corey Oates to start the season at least. But – if they start with Jesse Arthurs, he's nearly more of a must-have, isn't he? Yeah, if they do, it's they went with Jesse Arthurs in the biggest games last year, but it's hard to know without inside word as to whether it was because Corey Oates was unfit or it was the passing of the torch. Um, I'll wait for, for round one before I make comment, but honestly, either of them could be like a healthy Corey Oates is good value at 450K as well. Or Jesse Arthur's at three seventy. Yeah, he's priced at thirty seven. Josh, what are your thoughts? Well, firstly, I just want to circle back to the Corey Oates. <laughs> no, not a chance. Um, but obviously, yeah, Jesse Arthur was in my team when we did our, our team reveal pre Chrissy. Um, it's we're probably cutting it very fine in terms of like how much value is there. He's probably like a forty three, forty four which isn't quite 10 points, but, you know, at this early stage of the season, we don't have much information, then I probably think he's he's the the best of that mid-range bunch. But center wing, we do have a couple of options if we you know, do get them. But uh, that's going to be the, the Broncos, boys. Love it. Now, before we uh, move on to the uh, the team that Maddie's here for, the Bulldogs, we'll give a quick shout out to the Standard Squeeze. Obviously, you can go to thestandardsqueeze.com. You can use the code INSIGHT15. You can get yourself all sorts of stuff that's going to help you drink responsibly. And of course, conveniently, if you're watching us on YouTube, you see Maddie's got his swigging from his uh, combo pack there from the Standard Squeeze. Got a bit of bourbon in that as well, I think. Is that is that the same drink from last time? Yep. Yep. I still haven't finished it. It's like rocket fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, guys, obviously, uh, you know, the, the Standard Squeeze have been on board from day one. So support those that support us. Standardsqueeze.com is the website. Insight15 is the code. Go and use it and uh, enjoy 15% off. Boys, let's move on to the doggies who have, uh, they've, they've got more utilities than actual position players. So this is going to be an interesting conversation to have about how their team lines up. They've got round 8, 15 and 19 buyers. So they actually don't have a major buy at all this year. They're, they're obviously the only team on the buy in 15, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then obviously round eight and then, oh, sorry, they do have a major buy. It's round 19. So they obviously wrap up the the final round of the origin major buy round with their 19 buy. But up until then, it looks pretty smooth sailing and there are a lot of players that have come and gone. Um, Matty, do you want to talk through the new arrivals? Because there's a few. 
I could. I just first want to say, like, have you heard about positionless basketball? Because I think the Bulldogs could nearly play positionless football. Like um, some of these guys could just be in the wing or the front row. I don't know what they're doing. Um, but their new arrivals are Crichton, centre center or fullback, uh, Josh Curran, uh, winger or second rower. Um, you've got Pawasa... <laughs> Farmer Salahi. Um, he's got two positions. He's got two positions of dropped or New South Wales Cup as well. So <laughs> he can actually Chuck play the left or the left right out, I heard. Um, <laughs> Drew, Drew Hutchinson from the Roosters, another utility. Kurt Mann, um, uh, popular 5 8 jewel uh, there from the Knights. Um, Jamin Salmon from the Panthers. Blake Taft from the Rabbitohs. Uh, Connor Tracy from the Sharks, Jake Turpin from the Roosters, and Bronson Zeri. Um, yeah, all back in for the Bulldogs. Um, there's can a I, lot of ins there. Can I quickly uh, bring just circle back to Jake Turpin? Because I know you're a real big fan of Jake Turpin from from our conversations last year. You thought that has he had a haircut since we we spoke about him? Because you were a real fan of his bowl cut. To be completely honest, my NRL fantasy team is still called Turpin's Haircut because it's that bad. <laughs> Love it. Uh, any thoughts, Josh, on on these arrivals? There's a lot going on, but a lot of guys that you just don't know where they're going to fit in, right? I've got I've got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> not, not many of them are good. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like we'll we'll talk on a couple of their middles, but their pack is just so light, and they're going to be forced to you know play Kurtman through the middle play Jamin Salmon through the middle at like reasonable minutes. I'm not talking like a Penrith Panthers 20-minute cameo off the bench. Like I'm like 40, 45 minutes off the bench. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Crichton is is the highlight, as is Josh Curran. They're probably the two headliners. Yeah. Kurt Mann's serviceable, but he's not like shifting the needle. Um, yeah. Blake Taff, you know, I'm, I'm still high on him. I still think there's a good footy player there, and I, I hope that he does play fullback. Um, but apart from that, it's, it's just like, you know, you've got Zeri, who's a bit of a, an unknown, but it's just like, yeah, sure. I mean, you sign you sign you sign all these players on big money. You have to take a flyer on a couple of like minimum contract deals. So sure, I, I guess. Yeah. Can I direct yeah, no, a I question agree. to to Braino? I know mm-hmm. that last year you were really high on Connor Tracy. Do you think there's a chance that like we're talking about fullback Crichton? We were last year. Apparently, that's why he signed there. Uh, where you know Taff comes in. Would you like to see Tracy? Like, could you see a world where Tracy's playing fullback there? He was really good when played there. But yeah, he was, also I, really a, good, he was also really good playing off Nico Hines, not Toby Sexton. Like, no disrespect. <laughs> but. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm a big Connor Tracy fan, but it's it's hard to really feel good about any of these guys coming across to the Bulldogs. And look, as a Tiger supporter, probably people think you know don't throw stones from glass oh, houses, and I. I yeah, but but in saying that, I think like there's a good footballer there. He's he's just too uh, versatile for his own good. So you, you often find him in positions where it's not really advantageous for him, super coach wise. If he lines up in the centres, which I think he probably will to start. I mean, look, Adokar and Karaz will be on the wings, obviously. But then you probably got Zeri and and Tracy maybe line up in the centres to start if if they're going to use Crichton at fullback. If they don't use Crichton at fullback, fuck knows where he's going to be. So there's way too many question marks around what this lineup even looks like for me to feel good about any of them, if I'm completely honest. This is what I worry about. It's like, yeah, it's nice to have all these plays, but sometimes like people say, oh, it's a good headache to have, but sometimes too many is too much. Like having yeah. maybe two or three good options in a position is great. Like not 10, 
uh, in saying that they've yeah. had 10 players come in. That means they've got to, you know, shift some deadwood. And boy, there's been yeah. a, a few. Uh, Paul Alamotti off to the Panthers, Jake Avarillo to the Dolphins, Kyle Flanagan to the Dragons, Michael Gabriel to the Sharks, Corey Waddell to Manly, Brendan Clark has been released, Andrew Davey to be the Pangai Jr. and Josh Reynolds have all hung up the boots. Franklin Pele, Jaden Ockenbaugh, and Farmanuel Brown off to Hull, and Luke Thompson back to Wigan. Um, they've lost some players. Nothing major. I think it's going to break the team up. Um, Pengai on his day, but his day was 2015. Um, Josh Reynolds, sure. Uh, Luke Thompson's probably the biggest loss there. Um, but you know, we haven't seen a fit Luke Thompson for two and a half, three years. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think they've done well to clear out a lot of the, the good, like the, the deadwood, like, um, so yeah, to Jake Avarillo, he, he was pretty good. I think for the majority, oh, yeah, of the, I reckon he'll be good yeah, for the I dolphins. Did, yes. Yeah. I did skip over Jake Avarillo. He's probably the biggest loss. Um, but apart from him, it's, like you haven't lost, you haven't lost much. I don't think. And we'll talk about Corey Waddell very soon, but going over to Manly, I think there's some opportunity there for him as well. So we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later. Um, so a lot of a lot of losses. Uh, now, when we're talking injuries now, we've got two pretty substantial ones, and this kind of leads back to the Connor Tracy conversation because initially it was a, uh, he's, he's kind of done a calf or an ankle or, or whatever it was, but he's going to be okay come December and he'll get a full preseason in and, and we're confident he's going to be ready to go. And then we get an update about a month later saying that um, it, it's much worse than they originally thought, uh, this issue. And he did it, obviously, in the final training session at the Sharks, just as a, as a thank you before going over to the Bulldogs. And um, now they're saying he won't be ready until after round six. So that must be pretty substantial. Yeah, you'd think so. But you, you, you would think it's not terrible because then obviously the Bulldogs wouldn't have signed off on the, the medical unless yeah. it was signed off for the contract. I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of like calling off periods of contracts. But yeah, initially it was like, oh, you know, just a slight niggle, you know, have a bit of Christmas ham and come back, you know, mid-January. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, now it's like, Seems cool, you probably miss, miss a month of footy. Um, yeah, see you in but, mid-April, champ. I mean, Carl Olapolotto, we might not see him again. Um, so like the NRL yeah. physio did a really good breakdown on his spinal fusion. Um, and yeah, like he's going to play, if he does play, he'll play with a plate like in the back of his spine. Um, if he plays again, obviously like this, was this the kid that was really highly touted from the bull of the Broncos that came over? Yeah. So yeah. obviously yeah, huge, 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 huge future. So hopefully he can get back to playing footy, but scary stuff. Um, injuries, not yeah. great. Suspensions better though. Nothing to worry about with suspensions, which is nice for them. So let's. Let's tear the bayonet off of these cheapies because there's a couple, and we mentioned sort of how light their pack was. Hmm. Liam Knight, never thought I'd be saying this, but Liam Knight at 330k. Now we we know in his best, uh, I think the Supercoach Collective did a, some stats breakdowns. They think they said over 35 minutes he was averaging something like 45, which you know, Liam Knight has had his struggles off the field. Um, he has openly been. Um, to rehab, he's mentioned that uh, alcohol addictions and stuff. So good on him for you know coming out and you know, getting better as well. Um, on that, so if we can get Liam Knight back to somewhat of his quote unquote best, there is definitely value there. But the guy I want to talk about is Sam Hughes. Now he has been given the best trainer tag by Phil Gould on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure many footy players looking up um, aspire for that award. But um, to Phil Gould's credit, he also gave the same award to one Jacob Preston last year who, uh, you know, killed it. So 
their pack boys, it's just it's thin. There's like Carla Olapola. So there's um there's Chris Patolo, there's Liam Knight, there's Ryan Sutton, Max King's a lock, like for for minutes, but then there's like you know a five way battle for like three spots. Uh, what's Raymond Fatale Mariner doing after he wanted to tell the media he didn't like wrestling? Um, it's just like there's so much out there. I think we get Knight or Hughes. I would imagine Knight probably starts. I don't want to go making bold claims on this night on this Bulldogs pack, but I would imagine it's something like Knight, Marnie, Max, King, Max King. Yeah, yeah. Knight, Knight, Marnie, King, kick out Curran. Oh, sorry, kick out Preston Curran. I would imagine starts, but I want to see, you know, Liam Knight's, you know, minutes somewhat in trials. We'll see how even how the production's going. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Maddie, any I thoughts think, on that? Yeah, I think more what you're saying is it's the second of January and there is spots up for grabs. And I think who gets these starting spots, whether they be you know, four hundred K, whether they be three hundred K, whether they be absolute bottom dollar, um, they'll find their way into our teams like we talk about it's so insane. many of these insane that, though, long-time followers long-time followers of me would know i got a hard on for ryan sutton when luke thompson went down last year and that went down like a lead balloon so i'm gonna be a little bit more cautious picking my bulldogs middles this year because i had about 11 of the pricks last year and they all did nothing so i'm gonna be more reserved <laughs> i just think like you like we're looking at adding some of these roosters, um, these second row forward blokes, and they can't all have that position too. I think that I'm going to find, I'm going to have one of these bulldogs save a hundred or 150 K from a, from a Josh Wong or a, um, or a Tupanua. And at least one of these guys are going to find their way into my team. And I'm going to use that hundred K elsewhere, whether it be from a Caesar to an Ezra Mam or something like that should be really good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you say that, and at the end of February, Max King goes down for twelve weeks, and you're like, "Well, do we run Hughes and Knight?" <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> Look, there's every I, chance I, I, that I, happens I'll too. I'll be with you there, boys. I'll be with you there. Um, Jackson Topine. I feel like we've been speaking about him for like three years, and Bulldogs fans love him. Um, he's been through a couple of coaches and hasn't gotten the game time. Like he's got it off the bench every now and then, but like the talk that I hear from Bulldogs fans is he's like, you know, the bee's knees. But where does he fit in? Because Curran's been bought and Curran's great. Um, obviously, Preston was unreal and Kickow's on $7 million a year. He's not going anywhere. So it's like, where does Topine fit in? And I, I want to see what happens with him because, yeah, Bulldogs fans, what they say, he's so talented. So maybe he looks for an opportunity elsewhere. Could do. He could do. I, d- I don't see him fitting into this starting 17 personally. Um, I mean, the bench probably could change a lot, but probably Chris Patolo and Ryan Sutton probably are on the bench, I guess. Uh, it's pretty safe to say. And then what, where's Kurt Mann going to be? Probably play utility off the bench as well. Then we've still got Blake Taff we haven't been able to fit in here. You know, if Connor Tracy isn't ready to start the season, do we see Blake Blake Taff at fullback, Crichton at centre? Do we see Blake Taff? Play? He's not big enough to play in the centres, I don't think. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces. But yeah, I, I think the two forwards that are pretty solid on the on the bench are going to be Patolo and Sutton. And then the rest, like Matty said, it's up for grabs this preseason. Yeah. Um, Matty, talk to us on Bronson Zeri, because obviously, you know, LimeWire at the Sharks um, was one of the best cheapies a couple of years ago. And then, you know, we're getting him at a, at a good enough price, price at about a 33. Not many expect him to start round one, but I expect he's at the top of most trade-ins when he's named eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like you don't need to get him in for starters. You need to listen to Tinless Tuesday 
and then get him in when he started. Because I think 345s a really good price uh, for somebody of this talent. Um, but, yeah, don't expect him to be there round one. Um, maybe it'll take an injury to get him in. I'm not sure. Well, what do we do if, for whatever reason, he plays, like, okay in the trials, like, doesn't kill it from an eye point, but Serraldo's in enough and he names in round one. Do, do you wait? Like, obviously, we're going to get two weeks to look at him before a price rise. Do you just – do you trust the pedigree or do you, you know, are scared of the ring rust and do you wait two weeks? I, I think I have to wait because it's the Bulldogs. If, if let's say Bronson Zeri went over to the Broncos or he went to the Panthers or he went to, you know, a top top eight, even a top eight team, you'd probably feel a little bit better about it depending on the halves and how much good ball he's going to get out in the centres as well. Like, is he going to get good early ball so he can do the damage we know that he can do one-on-one? Or is he going to get stuck with those real late fucking hospital passes at centre and do a lot of tap-on shit and, and not get the benefit from it? So, um yeah, I, I would watch him. I'm, I'm definitely not someone who's going to jump on him from day one. Even if he does start in the centres, I'd want to watch for a couple of weeks. And then no harm, no foul. I grab him before the price rise if he blows up. And the, the beauty of it is, and this is something to remember, the first price rise is always the the, the lesser because yeah. it's not like you've got a million good scores in your rolling average. You're only going to have one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like your, your first price, even if you wait till round four to get him, like you're not going to be killed. Um, yeah. The big, the big fallers, we've talked on Kurtman already this year, just to RF this year. Uh, in previous years, he's been hooker 5'8", 5'8", fullback, fullback, prop, like, bitch. You know, Kurtman's been a jewel everywhere. This year, he's just to RF, um, priced at 4.15, and he's priced at a 40.7. Now, like, if for whatever reason he plays six, um, then, yeah, there's some, you know, some value there. We saw him at the Knights when he played six. He was, like, relatively good. When he played hooker, he was also relatively good. Um, but I just think he's going to be splitting minutes with Marnie, Curran, Sexton. Jeez, he could split minutes with Crichton at fullback if for whatever reason they move him back there. So price at a 40.7. I expect him to be not highly owned, but just a guy I wanted to highlight. But the interesting point, boys, Devin Crichton, you know, he could score 75 at fullback. He could score 14. Like he's priced at a 64, which is 650K. Um, there was some chat going around on social media that he could be the biggest faller in price over the first six weeks. And if he plays center and it's not goal kicking, he could be 400k. I mean, surely he doesn't goal kick when you've got Matt Burton in the team. Um, I'd, yeah. I'd say he holds on to that. Um, and then, yeah, look, if he's named in the centers, let's say for instance, they just want to yeah, let they want somebody that knows what they're doing in the centers if um, Connor Tracy isn't ready to go and they play Blake Taff at fullback to start the season. That could realistically happen. Uh, I don't know whether they're going to go and pay that much money to Stephen Crichton to go and sit in the centres for six weeks while Connor Tracy comes back. But I, I think even if he is at fullback, I mean, how much have we seen from him at fullback? How, how often have we seen players go from the centres or the wing back to fullback and it doesn't work? So there's, there's no tried and true kind of form that we're looking at on how well he's going to go up the back. So... Yeah, too much risk for me at that price, especially. 650K is a lot of money. Oh, that's a Pappenhausen right there. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy that we own, you know, after seven, eight weeks when he is 450K and Sorrello goes, shit, let's just put him at fullback. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's the the play. But Maddie, I think, uh, Maddie, 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 I think, I think yeah. Breno hit the nail on the head when he said, it's the Bulldogs. Like, you're not just going to get these guys in straight up because you know life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get so it's the same with 
with Critter. Like, if he's at fullback, do I want him in my team? Yes. Do I want him in my team for 650? Well, all the value's already juiced out there. He could just score. Like, if he starts fullback round one, he could be priced at a 60. And he could just score 60 a week, be priced at a 64, and that's great. I don't touch him any all year. Um, I don't touch him all year and th- until things start to go awry. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, we talked on fullbacks for the for the Bulldogs. They obviously tried the Hayes Perham experiment. Not going to spend a million hours on him, but priced at a fifty. Even if he somehow gets a wing spot, like it's just it's just a no. Uh, and Connor Tracy, boys, like we've obviously let's let's say he's fit for round one. He's still priced at fifty five. And as we've said a couple mm-hmm. of times, it's the Bulldogs. Can we expect a centre to be averaging fifty five? At the Bulldogs, like I just I can't get around it. Uh, if we have a look at their best scorers last year, we have Karaz with a fifty nine, and Karaz is like you know absolute tackle beast, and Tracy's priced four points shorter than that. So even if he's priced, I'm just I'm not keen. Yeah, and also Karaz played his best footy on the wing, I think, last year as well. So like we're we're taking in that into consideration. Connie Tracy isn't going to play on the wing for the Bulldogs, so. Um, yeah, that's fair. No, that's a fair assumption. I think if Connor Tracy drops in price, great pick. Um, I like him as a player. I think he's got heaps of potential. But when we're looking at 56 points of value on, on the Bulldogs, yeah, that's a that's a fade. So let's move on to the value now, the good stuff, because there there is some good stuff in this team. Uh, we, we have shed on the Bulldogs a little bit, not not intentionally, but we're just obviously being realistic with with who we're looking at. And there's three guys that, that really stand out. The obvious one, or maybe two, the obvious two for me, Josh Curran and Viliami Kikau, just... These guys are so far underpriced from what we've seen them do previously. I mean, Josh Curran's priced at a 41 and Kikau's priced at a 45. Like, you tell me that you can't get an easy 10 to 15 points out of both of those guys at their best. Maddie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Josh Curran is one of those blokes that I find his super coach game is probably better than his actual game. I really yeah. like him. Um, had a bit of troubles getting... I suppose, a regular role over in New Zealand. Um, But I think at the Bulldogs, it's a lock. I think Mm -hmm. that he's good enough. I think that he's better than all these other second rowers that we've been talking about at 300K. And this guy's only priced at 420. Uh, Josh Curran was probably one of my first added this year. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Josh? Yeah, as we were talking, I'm just trying to pull up uh, a tweet that I put up on Josh Curran because I did have his stats broken down. Um... So Josh Curran, obviously priced at a 41, um, but when he was playing over 60 minutes last year, or just in his career, over 60 minutes, um, he has an average of 65.3, which is ridiculous, which is, yeah, 24 points of value, which is just, like, absurd, and that's, that's like, wild. keeper levels of, of territory. Obviously, I don't think it's going to, to stay there. Um, but even if we can get like a 58, 59, like that's still a lot of value. Kickout is someone I'm more reserved on. Um, I'm obviously not as bullish on Kikau as I am Curran just because it's Kikau. Like that 45 is made up of a lot of 80s and a lot of 25s. Um, yeah. And and those 25s were still coming at Penrith. So, you know, they, they are going to be there at the Bron- at the Bulldogs. Um, he has shown tendencies not to be an 80-minute back rower, which is fine because he's an impact guy. But, you know, you'd like to have more minutes. More minutes equals, you know, better opportunities. So Kikau, I'm probably happy just to watch. Um, but yeah, Curran, all things considering, if he starts at 13, he'll be a guy that will be in my side and won't be moving for the next 70 days. Um, Blake Taff, interesting. Because he's priced at a 40 exactly. Uh, fullback only. I don't think we're going to pick him. 
but the debate does then come in of, I mean, in saying that though, like I never thought I'd go away from two guns and yet I found myself trading out a gun for Jareen Buller last year. Obviously Buller much lower priced, but there is still room for these cheaper fullbacks to make money. And if Taff does get it, I mean, I've said before, I'm keen on Taff as a, as a player. I think there's, there's some value at 40. You know, we could see him push avenues of say 55. I mean, Hayes Perham had streaks of that last year. I think Taff's a better footballer than Hayes Perham. And I think, the Bulldogs are in a better position this year than they were last year. So if Taft does get the fullback slot, um, it opens up some merits. People are looking at potentially Jaden Campbell, who is more expensive. I think Campbell has more upside, but I don't think it's, you know, night and day to what Taft has. I want to, yeah, I want to quote Matrix from five minutes ago. I said it negatively. Well, they are the Bulldogs. You look at Blake Taft, priced at 40, 408K. Well, they're the Bulldogs. It's the Bulldogs. I mean, they, they, they could score 40. They, they might concede 50. But they still could score 40. <laughs> Narratives. Narratives go, are go the best. No, no. no. I, I was just going to say, I don't know whether I'm on the Blake Taft train, personally. You're not, um, you're not, you're not drinking the Kool-Aid? Nah, no, not this early in the preseason. You know what? I'll come around and I'll, I'll formally apologize to you on the podcast if I end up having him in my team round one. But <laughs> I, how many better options are there at 400K? Like... I just can't see it. I just can't see it. At fullback? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you're going hey, to cheat. Dream at, so maybe maybe my, my thinking behind this is kind of swayed by the fact that I always go with two primo fullbacks. Um, so Did you ever expect to buy a bottom dollar cheapie last year, though? No, not at all. No, but that was Jareen Buller. He's the GOAT. You know, as a Tiger supporter, he was one of the best things that ever happened last year. So is Blake Taft going to be that? Look, like look for the Bla- same for the same for the same money at fullback. You can have Blake Taff or Charlie Staines. You know, it's a <laughs> yeah, cheese. <laughs> he's not even going to get a mention, I don't think. When that when we do the team preview there, but uh, that's, Charlie that's Staines, uh, Grass Staines. But that is that is the Bulldogs. There is some highs. There is some lows of the dogs. Hopefully, for doggies fans, there is more highs. But for the content, let's hope there's for some more lows. And I, I also think. To be fair, like the amount of upside that there is across this squad, super coach wise, is massive. Like we could see a few of these really cheap guys slot into roles. You talked about Sam Hughes, Liam Knight. Imagine both of those guys slot into the starting, um, or at least even get some bench minutes and make us 100, 150K. And then you're looking at Stephen Crichton, who might drop and we can pick him up nice and cheap. Uh, and then, God, Curran and Kickow are, are, you know, destructive. And we talked about how good they are. Like there's so much value across this squad if it all pans out. Exactly. I think uh, I think I had the exact same conversations last year about how bad the Bulldogs were, and I wasted what I counted was nine trades on Bulldogs assets last year. So, you know, they are still there. They are the team was bad last year. People didn't average high. There is value this year, and we talked about early on being value heavy. Um, but yeah, never say never. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lake Taft, Charlie Staines. It's a, it's a debate to have. <laughs> They're the Charlotte oh, Hornets of the NRL. So. Oh, oh, at least you didn't say the Pistons. Um, guys, let's let's move on. But before we do, we'll uh, we'll move on to the Dolphins soon. But uh, thanks to Ryan from Astute Newstead for supporting the show. And for anybody who's wondering what the best bank is, or maybe if your current rates are too high, maybe you're wondering if you can afford your next dream home. You don't have to worry anymore. You can talk to our good friend Ryan from Astute Newstead, who can give you confidential lending assistance with no obligations attached at all. The best part is if you contact him and let us know that we sent you, he'll do it for free. Uh, and you don't have to get pigeonholed into one lender either. He's got 50 lenders on panel and, uh, you know, 
Brian also offers personal vehicle and business loans as well if it isn't just residential that you're looking into. So you can contact him via email, ryanh at eganwealth.com and you can use the code INSIGHT to let him know we sent you or just go over to his Instagram, Ryan Astute Newstead. Boys, let's dive into the fins. And, you know, we, Maddie, we both probably should formally apologize to the Dolphins fans uh, because the amount of shit that we hung on them in the preseason, probably like nearly most podcasters, we weren't don't very worry. optimistic yeah, about it. Don't, don't just pigeonhole you two boys there. I was, I was also there. <laughs> I, th- I think it was tough because we were going on so many unknowns and we're going on a new squad, but, but from what they showed last year, they, they were relatively good at certain times. And I think they've made some pretty good signings really to start the year. Um, do you want to, do you want to kick off buys Josh and, and we'll move into ins and outs? Well, they play all three major buys, which is, you know, huge. Beautiful. Uh, I know there's, there's, there's a, a lot of uh, Raystone fans out there that'll be looking at um, seeing what value they can eke out of him. Um, is he good? But, uh, what was that? Is he dual again this year? Probably. Uh, he's everything. Um, but now, look. In all seriousness, they, they have no buy. They have no major buys, which is great. But they do have a buy in round three to contend with. Um, I know from memory they have a brilliant early draw. So if you can get past that round three draw, uh, that round three buy, there is plenty of value there. But yes, buys in rounds three, fourteen, and eighteen. So uh, they do cover you know thirteen or what is it? Thirteen, sixteen, nineteen, which are the three major yep. ones, which is great. So. I'd be seeing a bit of Jermaine Psycho resurgence in the middle part of the year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That would be lovely. I've, I had him in my team picker from um, the last week or whenever we recorded. Um, he's very expensive. Is he still there now? He's still there. He's still there. I, I feel pretty good about him. I like it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens then. But um, yeah, obviously a few new arrivals for the Dolphins as well. We just mentioned from the Bulldogs, Jake Avarillo's over with the Finns. Uh, also, one of your boys, Matty Herbie Farnworth, is is over from the Broncos as well as Thomas Flegler. Maybe they did a, a buddy deal there, two for one. And uh, we've got Oren Keeley from the Knights as well comes over to the Dolphins. Now, obviously the talking point is Thomas Flegler from a super coach perspective. We've kind of touched on him a fair bit, so I'm not quite sure how much depth we need to go into with him again. But, you know, Herbie Farnworth, is there any love there for him? Because I know you're a big Herbie fan, Matty. I am, but I don't know the quality of ball is going to be there that he got last year for to warrant his current price. Um, I do wonder if he is a guy that will work into it. Maybe he's somebody that will drop in cash a little bit. Um, but, yeah, look at 630K. I don't want center Herbie Farm. Let's call him Dolphin Farmworth. I don't want him. 
hypothetical. Yeah, I, think he, I think he's probably at at value at best. Um, it hey. sucks though. I mean, it sucks that Hammer had such a good season because when Herbie was named, everyone's like, "Oh man, Herbie at fullback's gonna be unreal." And then Hammer just killed it, and now Hammer's you know bona fide fullback, and Herbie's just gonna play in the centres. So I'm yeah not keen on Avarillo, not keen on on Furby, not keen on Herbie. Um, but yeah, Flagler definitely has some some upside. I think he is he is the mid range front row forward if you're going you know that 400 to 500 range. So he is the guy, and Oren Keeley I think will just be on a development contract as well. So not much to talk about there. Um, yeah. However, I think they've had a brilliant off season. Like they've brought in three really good guys, and they haven't lost anyone major. They've lost Herman Sasa to Hull. Uh, they've lost uh, Powasa Famasuli to the Bulldogs, as we mentioned before. And uh, one of the most unforgettable stints in the NRL, I can imagine, Oliver Guildhart uh, back to Hull Rovers. Um, obviously, Brainer and I, big Tigers fans. I, yeah. when we, obviously, you know, where, where when he signed for us, we were down bad, we were desperate, and I was like, man, England is national, let's go. We're on. We're, yeah, I was so pumped about that, and yeah, that just yeah. did not work. Redcliffe Red Cliff Dolphins are uh, of uh, alumni, Oliver Guildhart. So um, gone but never forgotten. Uh, put him in the same Falcons bin. Uh, yes, yes. You know you're right. Um, let's let's Matt, talk Adam, injuries because there's yeah, probably Brandon, more. In... You, Sorry, go. You wrote you wrote these, so I just want to um, make sure that you read them out. I don't want Matrix or I getting cancelled. I'm here, writing so. them. Yep. I I so I did the injuries and suspension. So if anybody has any issues, come and hit me up. Uh, so at the moment, what we know is Ray Stone has a toe issue. Uh, he should be ready for preseason. So that, that's the word right now. Connolly Lemuelu, he's got a knee issue. He'll be ready for preseason as well. So Ray Stone a little bit later into the preseason challenge, but Lemuelu will have a full preseason. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King obviously had that shoulder issue last year. I think he had surgery in the offseason to get that sorted, but he'll be ready for the preseason challenge. Kenny Bromwich has, has a calf issue. He'll also be ready for the preseason challenge. Um Branko Lee, is he permanently injured? Um, I wanted to leave this next one for last because it's the best. But Branko Lee, I don't know whether... Are we going to see any more football from Branko Lee at this point? Maybe in, in group 43, third grade. That's probably oh, it. Poor bloke could do a hammy in the third minute. In, uh, Origin winner. Yeah. Origin winner Branko Lee, you remember. Put some respect <laughs> yep. on the name. <laughs> More of an Eldrick um, fan myself. But, um, you know, it's very well publicized that Valence Tavare... Uh, he went on a boot camp. He got sent away by Wayne Bennett because he came back to preseason very overweight. I think it was 20, 22 kilos overweight or something where they wanted him to be. So does does that count as an injury? Does does being overweight count as an injured player? Insane that up, I apparently, apparently he has trained it down. There's no houses to train down, but he's trained it down. Apparently he's he's, he's dropped like eight kilos okay. or something in like a week, which surely has to. You're in, you're in the fitness space. Like that has to just be all water. Sure. Like that's a G up. Like eight yeah. kilos in a week. Like, what, they just give you some lapsing and shit it out? They've seen him, obviously, we've seen ads with Valence Tafari um, eating KFC out of a bucket, right? So he's obviously done that pretty much permanently for the last four or five months. Um, so as soon as you stop doing that, usually, naturally, things will, you know, you're going to drop some water weight um, due to the less carbs in your intake. I won't get too PT on everyone, but do, I'm sure he's know, had less do you know carbs. After, do you know after that, that Uncle Wayne had to go back to his 20-year-old Apple Macintosh and Google what the word thick meant? Uh, T-H-I-C-C. Um, yeah. Yes, I reckon someone put in the group chat, geez, geez VT-Dub's looking thick with two Cs, and then Wayne would have gone T-H-I-C-K, question mark? Yeah, hang on a sec. You're going to boot camp, pal. Peach emoji. It wasn't Herbie. He was training at Red Hill, so. Those are the injuries. Obviously, 
there's you know Jeremy Marshall King's a relevant one. Um, you know Lemuelu was great last year. Ray Stone will probably do a utility role. Kenny Bromwich will pr- probably play a, a pretty big role, but not super coach wise. Um, and VT Dub, I don't know whether I want to go there again. Uh, I, I went there last year, and he was in and out of the team just due to his defensive deficiencies, and that was a concern. Um, so hopefully he fixes them up in the preseason. But otherwise, not really anything super coach relevant. And there's no suspensions either. Um, and I'm going to throw this one back to you, Josh, because you wrote the cheapy prospect notes and you're telling me that there is not one player under 350k that you like in this team. No, I don't think so. I, I will I will go back and um, and just double check. But I think, yeah, I scoured through high and low and I couldn't find too much that I really had any interest in. Um, yeah, just it feels like it's a team that's been constructed with a lot of mid players, which is fine. Like it does a job in the NRL, but for the super coach, it didn't really present as much value. Um, I mean, Jack Bostock played some footy you're, last year. He, he, he was a, he was a name. You're a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> Anthony Milford's 320k. Clive <laughs> Churchill. I, 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 I knew I, I knew I forgot someone. I knew, you know, I, I did all these notes. Uh, I knew I, <laughs> you know, one of, them, one of them had to slip through the cracks. So yes, of course the milf, but apart from the milf, who obviously, um, is there or thereabouts? No, like it, I think it just goes hand in hand with their recruitment process. It was like a lot of veteran guys who are who we know what they are. They've always been a forty to forty-five point scorer. They present no value. They present no floor. They're not traps. They're not values. They're just guys. They're just you and Aitken. Like it's that's just what they are, and that's cool. That's just for Supercoach, it's just terrible. Yeah, and you mentioned also, you know, they did really well in the off season. It's because they had however many million in the cap when they were trying to get Munster and couldn't sign anybody. So they had a heap of cap left over. They've gone Munster, and got Avarillo. Uh, they, were, they were linked with probably Cleary. Mary Fowler probably yep. was you know, there or thereabouts. I feel like they were linked with everyone. I mean, yeah. And you got Avarillo, Farnsworth and Flegler coming across for nothing, basically. So yeah. they had yeah. the money to spend. They, they also get an extra, I think it's for another year, they also get an extra 30%, I think, in their cap space yeah. to spend yeah. as a... Um, as a expansion team. So yeah. yeah, they like, they threw a lot of money at like, your your Herbies and your, and your Flaglers. Big, big chunk. Yeah. And then that will come out of the cap in a couple of years too when they retire. So yeah. So obviously if there's no cheapies, there must be some fallers here somewhere. Right. So oh. um, who are we looking at here? Josh, take us through. I think I've, one, I've, I've shown, it, I shown it. I shown it a couple of times. You um, mm. like he was. You and Aiken was great. Like two years ago, when he was at the Warriors. He was sort of in and out of positions. He was great. Um, he's priced at fifty six point eight. Where does he play? Does he play in the back row? Probably not. You've got Felice Kafusi. You've got um, Conley Lemuelu, and then the centers we've already established. One of them will be Herbie. Um, you know, he might fight it out for the other. Like, but still, fifty seven points is just like, eh. Um, but yes, my boy Ray Stone, uh, me and Adrian titled him Ray Mustone uh, last year. Uh, average 43, which, you know, I think he was 230K. Yeah, he was very cheap. Serviceable. Um, but I just don't see history repeating itself. He is getting on in age. Um, a lot of injuries as well. So 41 for Ray. I don't think any, many people are going to average him, so I'm not going to uh, own him, so I'm not going to spend too much time on them. Um, Cody Nicarima as well. He was he was unreal when he was like, he played fullback, he played halfback, he played five eighths, he played hooker. Like he was unreal last year. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that's the Kurt Man to the Kurt Man, the Connor Watson syndrome. Like you play a lot of positions really well, and that means you are one of the best four teams in the comp. Um, yeah. so price at nearly 60. If he gets a start, I mean, in a perfect world, he averages 25 points for the first 10 weeks, 
something happens to someone in their spine and he just comes back in and averages 60, which is what he does, which is unreal. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think anyone's looking at 600K Not for Cody Nicorette yeah. being like, oh man, let's, let's get around, around that. However, uh, 33% of this podcast currently own Jermaine Sarko. Let's talk about him. Um, I think there's value in the first five weeks. I think that's where the value stops because he's priced at 77. I don't yep. think he will match a 77 for the season. In saying that, though, I want to put a huge caveat because I think he is a great buy if you have big balls and have 800k to spend on a center wing because their draw is unreal. Yeah. Yeah, look, fair call. I can't argue with that. I was initially going to mute you as soon as you said Jermaine Asako and just come back in five minutes or something. But no, no, look, I, I agree. I, I think the reason I'm looking at Asako to start the season is because of that draw. I think if they had a bad draw, there's no way in the world I'd go anywhere near him. But we just know what he did at the back end of last year, or even through the middle of the season. We all faded him at the start of the season. We said, ah, oh, Jermaine Asako from the Broncos who did nothing. Like, how's he going to come here to the Dolphins, the worst team, and do something? And he did. And he had the goals, uh, he kicked goals, he kicked well, and they scored points and everything came up Jermaine Asako. And it's it wasn't a flash in the pan. I'd be okay with it last year if he did it for five or six weeks and then fell off the face of the earth, but he didn't. Like Which even when they were playing badly, he still scored I well. I thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Like I remember he averaged like 80 points for the first four weeks and I was like, Everyone, like, why is Jermaine Asako the most traded in player? Like, people yeah, are just following yeah. the crowd, they're chasing points. And it wasn't just like round 21 when I finally got him, and that's when he sort of went downhill. But still, like, he was great <laughs> through the season. Um, he so you broke him, okay? Yes, yes. But like, we had a lot of like random as fuck average increases. Like, Bryce Cartwright also was like a top 10 to RF. Like, we had a lot of guys <laughs> that just came back to like, super coach, like prominence. And it was so good to see Asako. I think he was the top point scorer in the comp, one of the leading try scorers. He is one of the most aesthetically pleasing goal kickers. I could watch him kick a ball all day long. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, their draw is unreal. But it's weird to put him in the big forward category. But I, I just don't see him averaging more than 71 points um, come around 27. But I could see him averaging like 81 for the first five weeks. It's, it's And that might be one. the risk that you take as you pick him and you just punt him when the draw gets a little bit tougher and then you can move him on to a Brian Toto or you can move him on to one of the more safer options with more base. Matt, are you going to speak on him? No, I just really like him. He did have a good run with New Zealand again too, Um, starting to do it on a bigger stage. I wouldn't call Redcliffe a huge stage. Um, You know, didn't didn't go well at Gold Coast, didn't go well at – oh, you got to have a pot shot at your little brothers sometimes. Um, But, yeah, didn't go well in – Brisbane, actually, you know what? He was serviceable through some tough years at Brisbane. But yeah, I thought he was going to be a good fullback at, at the Broncos. And he mm. was for a little yeah. bit. And just, you know, Tessie knew is another, another one. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like, I think that was the big thing, Braino, was the fact that this wasn't like an eight-week flash in the pan. Like yeah. this was this was all season. It was, and it was from year. round one. Was, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's just a way better factor. He has such an ability to put an arm around a player, and Asako strikes him as a confidence player. Um, yeah, Wayne just you yeah, know agree. pulls him in and says, "Look, you are you are him. He is him," and he proceeded to be him and was unreal. So, yeah, caveat: I think he will lose five points. I think he will average about seventy-one at the best. Um, but in saying that, if you have him in your round one team, I will not say take him out. Can Can we talk so, about one more player from the Dolphins that I currently have in my team? And it's Jerry Marshall King, the 
question mark around him yeah. is if he plays that 55, 60 minutes and Cody Nicarima comes off the bench. But I'm looking for a guy and maybe it comes down to preseason. Maybe it comes down to Jeremy Marshall King's fitness, but he was great when he played. And I'm like, think of all the things that you can do with 200 K. Like I'm not going as far down to look at Lachlan Croker to get 300 K. I was about to say, um, I was about to say what happened to Croker? You went on like a 20 minute spiel about how Croker was the man. You just given up he's on my, him. He's my draft guy. Um, I just, yeah, I just think that we should be at least looking at Jeremy Marshall King with this draw, with the fact that I don't see him playing Origin. Um, if he's healthy, if he's got an 80-minute role, I'm just not sure it's there yet. But, hey, this is what you talk about on the 2nd of January. Can New Zealanders what, play Origin yet? Yeah, I was going to say, isn't he a Kiwi? <laughs> uh, what worries me... Yeah, not going to play Origin. What worries me so much about JMK is he was broken... Then it was like, uh, all right, we'll, we'll play you. And then he got injured again. And then Ben, it was like, nah, nah, we'll, we'll play you again. And then he got injured for a third time when it was like, ah, uh, maybe we should, we should stop. Um, and then had surgery. That worries me. I just worry about the disrupted preseason. He's not a cheap price. He's not like 500K. He's like big bucks. Um, yeah. And I think that Cody Nicarima showed himself to be really serviceable um, last year at 14. So I'm feel, just, I'm worried. Feel like- Sorry, do you feel like maybe JMK is like that cheaper Harry Grant that everybody's hoping he becomes? Because Cheap, I feel like exciting Harry Grant, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone, no one wants to spend up to get Harry Grant, right? He's that awkward kind of really high price in a plotter position. Um, so people are trying to find this alternative, amazing person that could get close to Harry Grant. Just get in JMK. Robson. Just get Reese Robson. Who's who's yes? How'd that born? go last year, Maddie? Because we yeah, I had, did you start Reese Robson? Around- I had him from round one to the end of the year, and he was just more Reed Midney than Reed Midney. He was like okay. mid Robson. All right. If you want, and I'm going to look down the barrel of the camera here. If you want a hooker that is going to play 80 minutes, who has somewhat of a good running game and is somewhat exciting on a somewhat good team, just pick Blake Braley. Like, just just get Blake Braley. Like, he's also. I can't not argue broken. with that. He's also much better for the vibes in your team. If you're picking like a, a, a attractive man team, you're gonna have Ryan Madison, you're gonna have Pat Harrigan, you're probably gonna have Blake Braley. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know, I'm just not keen on Jeremy Marshall King at all. Like the offseason surgery, the continual injuries, the fact that Cody Nicarima is one of the best four teams in the comp. I'm just yeah. Do you, you obviously missed uh, Cam McInnes as well in your most attractive man's team? Oh, captain! Sorry, just, like just I just there. assumed assumed yeah. we're just picking him from the bat. Like that's that's fair. That's that's okay. <laughs> um, um, let's, yeah, let's... Let's... that's the JMK debate for me. I I yeah. I'd love to be proven wrong because Hooker is shit, and the more options mm. we have, fantastic. I'm just not that guy on JMK. Uh, I know that a few other big prominent Supercoach creators are. You won't find it from me, unfortunately. Um, I won't bat in the JMK camp. That's cool. Mate, let's let's talk about people that you will bat in their camp. Uh, Ten points of improvement here with these guys. Look, can we skip past Flegler? I feel like we've kind of yeah. beaten that drum to death. It's it's, it's an obvious pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's Isaac, move on to your other one though, because this is Isaac, interesting. I'm I'm keen to hear your interest. Oh, I just first season jitters. <laughs> like it's it can't get any worse for him. Like man, like we. The problem with him was he wasn't just bad, but he was like good enough that we were like. All right, one more week, and then I'll get rid of him. 
and then someone would get a HIA. Yeah. And then someone would get suspended. You're like, shit. It's around 24. Isaiah Katoa has made 30K. And you're like, God damn it. This Do is you remember that is. one time that he got a 40? Oh, that mate, was a good time. That was good. And you're sitting there watching. So and like, good. I have never cheered for a force dropout in my life. But like he rolled in one last year. And I was like, yes, four points. Um, but he <laughs> you last, last, year was, last year was very much like 2020 or 2021 Lachlan Ilias when we were like, oh man, we got a cheapy mm. halfback. Yeah. This is unreal. Sam Walker was a cheapy halfback and he was the best. And then we're stuck yeah. with them. He's just a Ben Murdoch yeah. with um, but it's yeah, it's more of a case of like shit. It can't get any worse. Like, can can he push up to a forty-two? Which I hopefully. Yeah, yeah. You, your um, your deep dive on the fact that it can't get any worse doesn't really fill me with too much confidence with him. Um, I'm probably, I'll probably fade oh, him. I don't know whether you've talked me into it. I'm not gonna. Uh, if That's you send me your team, not, <laughs> if you send me your team and I see Isaiah Katoa there, I'm not gonna be like, oh fuck yeah, man. Let's let's ride or die together, baby. Like, <laughs> no, but like it, there's some value, sure. And I mean, if you just play draft, these guys like there, there is still value here for draft players because um, most players that play draft just look at averages. So if you're like, shit, I need a fourth bench option, Isaiah Katoa maybe can average 45 and I'll get him on the waivers or you know, something like that. So yeah, no, you haven't made your team name yet, Josh. And if it's not something to do with Isaiah Katoa, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, oh, we need another cult hero. We had we had Cody Ramsey, Adam Elliott. Uh, maybe it is time for Isaiah Kato. <laughs> it's Aiden Caesar. <laughs> yeah, that's it, might, actually, that's it might be Caesar salad coming in. Um, <laughs> love, we've got one more team to cover, guys. Before we do, we'll give a shout out to Bonus Bank, uh, one of our great sponsors. And obviously, Bonus Bank is Australia's number one matched betting site and match betting in Australia's most profitable side hustle. So you can take advantage of bookmaker bonus bets and promotions to make a risk-free and tax-free income every single week. So you can go to bonusbank.com.au and you can get 25% off your first month of a premium subscription by using the code INSIGHT. Um, and you can go on, a, on average, Bonus Bank members are making up to two and a half grand in the first two months. Low risk, real risk-free if you follow all the tutorials they give you. So uh, go and use the code bonusbank.com.au. Let's move on to the Manly Sea Eagles. Shout out to Phil. Um, big Manly Sea Eagles and big Insight Fantasy Sports fan. We, we Phil love Phil. Um, big Whisperer fan as well, Phil. Big Whisperer fan, absolutely. Um, let's let's talk about the buyers here now. That They've obviously got round 13, which is the first major buy. So they've got a free run in terms of um, games all the way up to the, the first major buy, which is handy. Then they've got a buy in round 17 and then round 22. So it is a bit of a cluster, isn't it? Like when we're looking at getting Manly's players in, you're probably looking at the early portion of the season and then you're probably trying to get off them until maybe the run home, right? Am I am I right, Josh? Yeah, I mean, it kills it kills Turbo. It kills Cherry Evans. Um, that's probably it for the Origin guys because they're going to miss 13. They have to back up 14. They're going to miss 16 because they play Origin and they miss 17. Yep. So, um, yeah, your, your Origin guys are pretty heavily affected here. Um, but they've had a had a little bit of uh, transaction in the in the in the free agent market metrics. Yeah, look, remember when like the they merged with Norths and they were the Northern Eagles for a little while. Um, I'm half expecting them to be called the Western Suburbs Eagles after this because they've went and got Luke Brooks, uh, Itasi James, and Tommy Talau, all from the Tigers. Um, they've just been fishing out there in the West. Um, I don't know, don't know what you know if there's too many creeks out there, but um, we don't have fishing many good out players. there. We don't have many good players, but the good ones that we have, why not go after them? 
<laughs> rather, than, rather than history. Rather than Tommy Talao. He doesn't strike me as a as a, as a needle mover. Yeah, I tell you what, he could be in your team by the by the start, going going by some of your calls on the last one. But um we'll go really with <laughs> we'll go with Bailey Hodgson from the Knights, Jackson Polo from the Roosters, um, and Corey Waddell from the Bulldogs are the outs. Uh, Latu Finu, uh, Samuel Afinu, um, both to the Tigers. I wonder if there's been some collusion there. Um, Morgan hey, reckon, Harper to re- the Eels. Do you remember? Do you remember many years ago when there were the Wests Magpies and they merged with the West Tigers? They should be yeah. called like the West Sea Eagles or something like that. With so many manly <laughs> players this time. They should be. Hey, I, I had a little quiet fist pump there when I heard Latu and Samuel Afanu to the Tigers. I, I reckon that's great for us, but this isn't the Tigers pod, so push on. Yeah, it's about building the future, but we've got Morgan Harper. Um, building a future by getting him off your roster, great. Um, Kelma Tualagi to the Eels as well. Uh, Sean Kepi to the Rabbitohs and KO Weeks to the Raiders. Um <laughs> Look, are we going to delve into any of these guys, or do we want to start heading into the injuries? I'm sure. I'm sure the Insight members would love our thoughts on Morgan Harper and coming to a like, and how much of an effect this has on LeBron's legacy. Like what? Like these are great. Like apart from the Fano brothers, getting rid of Morgan Harper and Tulagi is like top tier echelon of like off season moves. <laughs> Good yeah. off season. Yeah, Sean Cappy uh, is an experienced middle. Um, he can do a job at most clubs. I think he is fine. Hey, Weeks, obviously, you know, you've got a powerhouse 5'8 in Luke Brooks. Like, how are you going to get a game in front of him and, and Josh Schuster? Like, um, but obviously, the, the Fanny brothers leaving is huge. Uh, but yeah, there's just no problem for them, unfortunately. To, to Alangi, Kama to Alangi is that guy now that, um, you know, like, uh, maybe you've been involved in recruitment in the past with your jobs. Uh, you open up a resume and you just see that they've had six different jobs in the last three years. That, that's Kama to Alangi. Uh, it's like he can't stay in one place for more than one season before he has to go and try somewhere else. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how the Eels are going to go with him, but we'll talk about that when Para come around. Um, injuries. My last, my last words Sorry. about Morgan Harper are the best thing for Manly is that if there's an injury, they don't have Morgan Harper waiting in the wings. They can just pick anyone else. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's that's probably the perfect time to move on then. Um, and I'm sure we'll hear from Phil about that too. Uh, injuries. Josh Alloyer had shoulder surgery. He's tracking well for round one. Right, and whenever right. we hear tracking Who? well. Who? Who? Jo- Josh Alloyer? O- Oshay. Ole. Oh, yeah, okay. Fucking here we go. <laughs> um, fuck, I thought you had me. I'm like, did I pronounce that wrong? <laughs> like, um, like, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> um, um, Matt Lodge, the, uh, obviously the with the knee. In your face, the oh, mate, you fucking nearly got me there. Yeah. That was good. Enjoyed it. Uh, Matt Lodge Sorry, knee returning around <laughs> round four to eight. We'll see Matt Lodge back as well, saying he's on track. And they've said that Josh Alloyer is tracking well as well. But we know what that means. Usually they're, they're going to give a range of three to five weeks with, with guys like that, but not really super coach relevant. Turbo, Tui Pilotu, and Carl Lawton, all good for preseason. Um, so for anybody looking at taking a punt on Turbo, I mean, we'll talk, I'm sure we're going to talk about him, but um, he is fit and will have a full preseason under his belt unless he injures himself again. So fingers crossed he doesn't. Suspensions. We finally get to talk about one, and that's Tolu Kola. He got suspended when he was playing for Tonga, I think it was, um, or against Tonga. can't remember. It was one of the uh, international games. Uh, he will miss the preseason challenge. He won't even miss an NRL game, so not relevant. 
in, in that respect. Uh, and I know we have some passionate thoughts about whether pre suspension should count in the preseason, but we, we can probably move through that because we've, we've had a fair bit on. Um, talk us through the cheapies, Josh. You, you've kicked off with a couple of decent ones. Gordon Chan Kam Tong, probably the biggest cult hero in the NRL, just name value. Yep. Um, but he's also very, very good, very handy, very, very ball like, like just a nugget. Um, but very crafty. Oh, look, yeah, I'll, I'll say remember the name, but you obviously will because it's it's Chen Kum Tong. Like, how can you just not, not appreciate that? But yes, like, obviously, Lock and Croker does not set the house on fire, but he's a very serviceable hooker. But, you know, if he... Uh, Chen Kum Tong reminds me very much of a similar situation that, like, Pete Mamazulius from the Rabbitohs is in. They're, like, both very, very good backup backup nines if their senior nines ever go down. So... He is definitely a guy to get around. We want to be seeing the come on some teamless Tuesday news. Um, ben Trevojevic, I'm boys. We'll be doing this podcast in 2033, um, and we'll be sitting here saying, oh, "Do you reckon Ben Trevojevic is a good cheapie this year?" Like it'll always be the case, um, but yeah, get him in there. Um, and I love whenever he gets hurt. I can post on Twitter that Trevojevic is hurt. Uh, it always does well for <laughs> good stuff. Uh, um, he did a hammy last year. So I tweeted that Turbo's done a hemi. And, um, no, sorry, I, I put yeah, Trevoy, which has done a hemi. And it blew up. It banged. Um, so good for content. And Tommy People Talau, would have appreciated that. Yes, they 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 loved it. Um, Tommy Talau at 287K as well. Now, Trevojevic, his best chance is if Josh Schuster is still in the doghouse. Uh, he'll line up on the left edge. But he's also got competition for another guy we'll talk about later on as well. Um, probably a bench spot. Does have the nice jewel. Do we talk about Ben Trevojevic if he doesn't have the nice jewel? Probably not. So that's probably where my opinions lie on him. Um, and Tommy Talau is Tommy Talau. Might play. Yeah. You know, Tommy Talau, like I, I remember watching him in a few Tigers games and he just had the biggest Barry Crocker I've ever seen. I think he had like six errors. Um, he was awful. Anyway. Um, then he went through a little period where he was he signed with Manly and he suddenly became a good footballer for the Tigers until the end of the season. He actually played some decent football at the back end as soon as he signed with them. So for me, I, I reckon he's going to blow the place apart. I reckon he's going to be really good because he's left the Tigers and that fucking seems to happen to us every season. Of course, of course. What I do worry about though is, is established NRL players that are cheapies. Uh, I say that with Nick Cottridge currently sitting in my super coach team because it's like it's like – well, if you were good, why are you not 450k? Like, why are you not with the rest of the pack? Um, in saying that, though, is in a better team, a better attacking team. Um, so if he can find some form, great. But Brad Parker, Morgan Harper never really set the world on fire. But Talatel Cooler maybe gives us some kind of retrospective as to what Talal could be. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I'll probably start with him if he's named just because he's named and he's a guy. Like, uh, that's just what Centerwing is. Yeah. And 287K is close enough to basement price, really. Just use the cash elsewhere. And even now, he could be a place filler until we see teams and, and go from there. So it's kind um, of the price you want. We, we talk about cheapy prospects and making money. And we also talk about big falls and regression. I feel like Tom Travoy, which can go in the cheapy category. Uh, he can also go in the big falls category because 800K could be, you know, 500K <laughs> unders. It could be yeah. 500K yeah. overs. Yeah. Um, what do we think of Turbo? Because he averaged, he averaged 83 points on one leg last year. Yeah, and I was an owner. I was a turbo believer last year. But 
maybe I've learnt a little bit and maybe I can just be a little bit cautious this year. Maybe I can just wait yes, until yes. round three and what do you see do? if he's gone. What do you do in the second week of the trial when he has like four try assists in the first 30 minutes? Do you like, oh shit, I get him we, in my team. You I'm missing again. Out. We on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> is there nothing worse on? though? At, is there nothing worse at 3.55 when you see Turbo run out on the field on a Sunday and he's on your team, you're like, fuck, this is going to be the most painful two hours of my life. I did. I did yeah, but there's nothing the better when you see him limping while he's running out there. Oh. Well, he's, yeah, he's, I I benched him last year for Will Warbrick, which was highly documented. Um, which I I made five points, but man, those five points were not worth the stress of watching Tom. No Trump. way. That's no the thing, way. Though, like, like he averaged eighty-one points on one leg last year. What? Like, it's just like he's everybody he's injured, no, look. Everyone forgets 2021 because everyone calls it an outlier season. They call it, oh, you know, all the points were elevated in that. But it, do you remember what he but did he that spots. season? Take away points, take away super coach, and just remember what he did as a footballer that year. Like, the guy's a freak of nature. If he's fully fit, it's going to be very hard to talk me out of picking him in round one that's the thing, ahead of though, it's, Ponga. It's if fully fit. That's the thing. That's, right. I mean, that's what I was going to say to you, boys. Like, if he goes down again this year, I'm done. It's I, hard I have to, to be. I have to, it has to be that ex-girlfriend that you text once a week for the next year. You up, 3 a.m., eggplant emoji. You know it's not going to get any better. It's just like a casual, dirty thing. And you're like, I just we have to cut ties. This is not benefiting anyone. It's fun. It's fun. And, and the fun for you and Turbo is the three weeks when he averages 112. And then it's the painful realization that NRL physio tweets, "Hey guys, Turbo's out for twelve weeks." That's the that's yeah. that's the the realization that you and your ex are never getting back together. But the thing that average tells me, like he seems to be really good or be injured though, and he only fucks you up for one game. Like so yes, he's never if he missed half a season, you just trade him out. How many trades you got again this year? I don't know. I'm, I actually, I'm used to NBL where you get two a week. Am I actually concerned? Because I don't think I can go with that Ponga. I just I don't think I can. I think he averaged like 112 when he got the goal kicking back. I just I, just, I can't pass that up. But Isn't it's it really funny how the narratives changes so much. And we're talking about Turbo and Ponga, right? And we let's think back to round five. Two, two of the most year. injury questionable guys, yep. and in their yep. position. 100%. And everyone's now talking about Ponga being a must-have after everyone was saying, I'm not going near him. I'm not touching him. He's boys, one head knock away boys, from retirement. Boys, live, 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 trade alert. live trade alert on the pod. I've oh, got the money there. Turbo. <laughs> oh, yes. Love that. First live trade of the <laughs> yeah, season. And it's, uh, it's like, January just, 2. It's he swapped so out Cal Euro. So hard. No, more golf. You, you wash your mouth. Um, it's it's so hard with Turbo, isn't it? That's the thing. That's the thing. Like it's just it is what it is. Anyway, let's uh, let's digress. Let's talk about uh, some more spine partners. Daly Cherry Evans. Um, I think we'll go down as one of Queensland's greatest. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's let's get that out of the way. Is he better um, than Alfie? Oh, I don't oh, know, man. That win. That win. That win. That win with with the, with the Lee brothers. Let's not forget that like Ethan Lowe also nearly kicked Queensland to a to a state of origin as well. So um, yeah, so there's been some fun stuff. But Daly Cherry Evans, 
792k, $900. Priced at a 76.7. That's his high. But Jerry Evans goes on these runs. Like, he'll average 60 for like 12 weeks, and all of a sudden, he'll just average 100. It's just, it's, I think with Turbo back in the side with a more natural six in Brooks than, say, Schuster, I just don't know where the touches come from. This might just be a Adam Reynolds situation. Um, and it, I don't know. I haven't done the numbers, but obviously his average would be very, very slightly inflated due to Ruben Garrett goal kicking as well. Like, sorry, not goal kicking when Cherry Evans took over for a bit. But um, I see Cherry Evans as a guy that I will be owning at some point of the season. It just won't be round one. Yep. I, oh, he, he's, he's one of those guys that I always look at. He's like, he's like a window shopper for me. He's like, I like him and I look at him and I look at his stats and I'm like, fuck, he's in good form. And then I just look back to Cleary, to Hines, to, you know, the, the premium standard halfback options and just go, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. It's but like, it's I, like I, do, I you want a Twitter, do you want a Twitter Corolla? It's <laughs> like, it's reliable. Or do you want the, right. the, the, the Mazda Miata, the, the RX-8? It's like, it may break down at any time, but it's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Like, uh, I like DCE. I like DCE as a player. I like him as a super coach option. Um, I, I just think, yeah, you're right. You probably see a little bit of a drop off from him initially, but there will be a point in the year where he will become a viable option to pick up. And that might be a point where through the origin or not through origin period, but either side of origin, uh, he might be a pickup based on the schedule for Cleary or for Hines or whoever. Uh, or if Aiden Caesar at 900k, maybe maybe he becomes a point where we cash him out. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's always round 19, round 20, when people are ranked like 3,000. They're like, fuck, I need a pod. Yeah. Who, do, who do I get? DC, he'll do. And he always delivers. Yeah, always. he's the yeah. ultimate pod halfback, for sure. I have found every year I've went to get Daily Cherry Evans, I've like looked around and there's been like a Jerome Hughes, obviously doesn't play Origin. I got him Mitchell Moses last year. Didn't think he'd play Origin. Ended up playing Origin. Should have just went with Daily Cherry Evans. So that ruined quietly, me there. Is, but... there nothing, is there nothing worse than when you're doing your buy planning and then just like Freddie just goes, you know what? I'm just going to pick a guy that shouldn't be picked and your plans are ruined. Hudson yes, Young? There is nothing. I was going to say, Hudson Young ring a bell. Ugh. I was Hooray, praying it wasn't Ryan Madison last year. Clint Gutherson? Yes. Yeah. A lot. Do we want to talk? Oh, do you boys want to talk about Luke Brooks at all, or are you just leaving the floor to, to me? I 560k for Luke Brooks. Uh, I mean, look, as a as a Tiger supporter, obviously, you know, like that, that we had frustrations with the way that he played last year. So that it's no no secret that he struggled a bit last year through periods. But fuck, he's got so much upside too. Like I feel like. There's every chance, though, that he might start slow. Um, and then maybe he goes on a run through the middle of the year or something like that when DCE's out and he takes over and he does a bit more. But I, I, there's no way in the world I'm paying 560. I wouldn't pay 460K for Luke Brooks, let alone 560. Um, there's this narrative at the moment yeah. that he's going to be this amazing player now that he's gone and he's going to be next to Daily Cherry Evans and he's going to unlock him and all this. I don't see it, personally. All right. So... I want it on the record that Luke Brooks is a good signing. From an NRL standpoint, he is a great signing. Uh, I think on my podcast back in 2019, 2020, I said Luke Brooks should go to Manly. And this is when Jerbo was like good. Because I was like, he will have a good nine, a good 13, a good seven, a good one. He will be a good complimentary guy. He is not the guy. We've worked that out from 10 years of, of footy. Like, he's not him. 
he will be great at Manly. He is priced at 55. Kieran Foran in his 2021 season, when Turbo was at his best, averaged 44. Like I understand. And, and Kieran Foran was 28 at the time, a very, very similar age. Kieran Foran, a good runner of the football, very, very similar to Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks is at best, at best, the third option in this attack. You can argue fourth if you think Lock and Croker takes touches. I do not understand this narrative one bit. He is severely overpriced just because, oh, but he's going to hit Turbo. Cool. Turbo's going to hit Saab. He's going to hit Cooler. He's going to hit, I was going to say Morgan Harper, but, you know, Tommy Talao when we all own him. Like Turbo, yes, Brooks will benefit off the tries that Turbo scores. Is he going to score two tries a game? Probably not. Is Luke Brooks going to be the one dictating play when they're 20 out on the fifth tackle? No. Like, Brooks is a good defender. He might make 20 tackles a game. There's 20 points. But then you're relying on, what, 35 points of attack? I just don't see that being consistent. And and like like Brano said, maybe I'm just getting too worked up in it. And when, when, when the ownership is released, maybe, you know what it is, maybe we are in a Twitter circle where, like, there's such a small percent of us that are like in the circle that when we open up the app and it's like 2% ownership, we look like dickheads. But like the chat that we're seeing is just like, Brooks is going to be great. He will be great from a 40 standpoint, from a super, super coach standpoint, I would rather not pay someone 55 average. That's the third option. Like, hang on. I just want to quickly just live on air. I just want to quickly look at something. I want to look at Jerome Luai and what he is priced at because he is the second option. And uh, L A U, I don't know. Uh, my filters, uh, my filters are all out. That's why. Um, but Luai, so L U A, he is priced at a fifty-seven point nine. If you had to hitch your wagon to a five-eighth, would you rather pick Jerome Luai, who is forty k more in the best type you've ever seen, or Luke Brooks, who has shown for the last ten years he is fine? Yeah, that's all. That's I'm a no-brainer. Saying. And that I'm, I'm not trying to sit and, – and Phil, I know you're listening. I'm not hating on Luke Brooks because Luke Brooks, he was great for us. He was a really good servant. It just wasn't the right time. Luke Brooks could have been anything. Like I generally still believe Luke Brooks could have been a great footballer if he was in any other side but the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wrong place, but wrong time for him. fine. He is fine. He is not going to be this 65-point magnificent guy that, that people are touting. Again, like I know you're not trying to be negative, but a positive thing with Luke Brooks, I will own Luke Brooks this year in drafts. I absolutely love a halfback yeah. five eighth in draft that you're taking in the in the fifth round. We know that we're hardcore classic players, so I like to pick those different guys that you would never really touch in draft in in classic. And Luke Brooks is one of those guys that. I can see myself in the fifth round um, picking somebody like that. I took Jacko Hastings last year with halfback 5'8", Jewel, and was really serviceable. And I think Luke Brooks will be the same in draft. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Yeah, for Classic, he's not an option. Uh, yeah, and look, if Isaiah Katoa obviously is taken in the fourth round, then you, you just take Luke Brooks in the fifth, and, and you just have to put up with that. That's fine. Um, fourth, jeez. Uh, slept on. Slept on. <laughs> uh, boys, let's move on to the... Let's move on to the best value. Uh, one real standout option we talked about at the start of the podcast, come across to Manly this year, is Corey Waddell. Um, Josh, he's, he's a little bit of your poster boy, so you can run with it. Is he? 
Yep. Are we just are we giving me that mantle now? <laughs> Post play. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Corey Riddell. Fan look, club. he's he's priced at a forty-eight. I think he can be upwards of sixty if he gets minutes. We saw Ethan Bullymore. No disrespect. Yeah. No disrespect to Ethan Bullymore, but Corey Riddell is a better footballer than Ethan Bullymore. And Ethan Bullymore had some good attacking upside. His work rate was iffy, um, but Riddell has a better work rate. He and like he, he's just such a plain footballer that's. Some excitement machines like Turbo, like Cherry Evans, like Cooler, like, yeah, hell, even Brooks. Like, these guys that run the footy know that Waddell's not going to get in their way, which is what I fear with Schuster being 2RF at the left edge. Look, I think Schuster does get named because he's on, you know, starting money. I think he'll have the preseason to prove himself and he will eventually probably start, which could be great for Supercoach. Because Waddell, you know, off the bench, getting, you know, maybe 30 average, comes down. Sorry, I was bringing up some water. Um, Schuster inevitably does Schuster things, and it all comes in. Yeah, if he's named at round one, yeah, I'm, I'm tempted. Um, but he's probably a guy that I will be looking at picking up mid-season just because out of the 48 options that we have at 400K at 2RF, he's probably ranked 48th. But at 300K or 320K when he comes down, absolutely, I'm all over him. He'll be a great enabler to, you know, moving on a cash cow. But yeah, Corey Bedell, I think, offers a lot of value when he gets to start eventually. Yeah. I I, I don't know whether we see him even... I mean, do we see him in the starting 17 to start? Like, I mean, if your boy Chen so. I mean, like, is going to be utility, you've got Sipley, you've got still Bullymore. Do you think he's better than Bullymore or Sipley? Because that's probably yeah, his think, step in. I think he's better than Bullymore. I, I think he offers... I think you have to have an edge... I think you have to have an edge on the bench. And like Waddell's yeah. a big enough body that can play through the middle. Um, and I just, I think he is better than, than Bullymore. And that's great. If he's the fourth option off the bench, that's great for us because, you know, he inevitably will get the start. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I think so anyway. I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm being too harsh on Schuster, but like, I don't know. I think, yeah, we, we like, it's been so long since we've seen what we saw from Schuster to, create the name of Josh Schuster that he is today, That we the way that we view him. It's been a long time since he's yeah. been able to do anything like that. So, oh, and don't get me wrong. Um, like, w- would I be judging Josh Schuster this heavily if he was on 350k a year? No, of course not. No, of course not. It's just, you know, yeah. with high pay packets yeah. come a high expectation. And that's not... And don't get me wrong. I'll never begrudge a player for getting the bag. Get the bag all you want. I mean, I just worry that, like, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, you know, we have... We have um, a Broncos fan on the podcast who obviously like Ben Hunt wasn't connected with you guys when he was on the massive money, but it's just like, you'll never begrudge a player for getting that bag and setting their family up. Yeah. Um, that's not their, that's not I, their do, fault. Do I, do I think Jerome Luai is going to be grossly overpaid at the Tigers? Absolutely. Um, do I respect Jerome Luai for setting his family up for multiple generations? Absolutely. Um, I want Josh Schuster to live up to the hype because I think Josh Schuster at full potential is unreal. And we saw glimpses of that in 2021. Um, when he was, you know, killing it, we saw it. In, obviously, he was a big kid playing in school footy, um, but he translate, translated well to the NRL in 2021. Um, and yeah, you never want to see a player be like dragged through the media as he was last year. Um, so yeah, hopefully he puts it together. Hopefully for Super Coach, it's Corey Waddell season though. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, Maddie, anything to add on that one? Mate, not really. I'm very aware of the time, so maybe we can play a little unders or overs with their their average and just give us a thumbs up or thumbs down and let us know what you think. And obviously having three, we're going to have deciding vote on each one. So 
Manly flavoured, Jackson Paulo under or over 46? Oh, over. I'm going over. Under. Yep. Just so I, good, I can, good. I, I can be in the sub. Yeah. 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 Fair call. Um, Tua under or over 35? Over. I mean, depending on the game time, over. Yep. Because it's probably going to start. <laughs> you reckon he starts? Yeah. Easy oh. to start, so I don't, I don't even know. Even so, like, what does their best? What does their best? What does their best backline look like? Saab on one wing, cooler in the at the center in, in the centers, and then the other spot. Then is, you got. Are they going to persist with Garrick at center? Tui Pilotu on the wing. That's the question. Well, but like, what, like what, what, what are they? Bought, what are they bought Paulo for? Yeah. Yep. It's weird. It's Paulo, I don't well. know if Tui Pilotu gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think case, oh, I think he season I think he season average will be over thirty four, but his games played might be like under three. Um, Jerbo yeah. fifty three. Father time? No, under. not yet. Under. Oh. I'm going to say over, just because I want to. Because oh. I was going to say you've been you've been hit with the nice guy factor. Um, he got me. Matrix Homer, Lachlan Croker, 52. No, yeah, the emergence still overs. Of, the, the emergence of the, of the cum. We're going unders. <laughs> Love it. And Josh Schuster, fan favorite, a 45. Uh, overs. Under. I'm going under. All right, I got Go one. I got one. T. Travojevic, 92 and a half. Under. Under. Only because I've just traded him in. We should actually probably continue that on on uh, other team previews, I reckon. That was good. That was, that was good. fun. That was but good. Um, guys, that, that brings us to the end. We've covered four teams. We've we've gone through the first four. We'll obviously continue to bring the next, how's me maths, 13 teams. We'll, we'll keep working our way through them in the next three pods. If you haven't yet, please hit subscribe. Please hit like. Obviously, if you're listening to us on audio, hit that follow button as well. We'll continue to come to you every week for the next three weeks or so. And then once we hit that Australia Day marker and and Supercoach opens up for everybody, we'll be starting to ramp things up a little bit and we'll be going deep into positions and uh, a few more team reveals and a lot of other cool stuff that we've got planned. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining me, boys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and guys, thanks for thanks for watching and listening. Uh, we will see you next time, next week, for the next episode. Catch you then. Cheerio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.